And now, from the Room 111 Studios, it's Hacking Engagement with James Sternovich. What up, listener? Welcome back to the Hacking Engagement Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And I just looked at the calendar and realized that I only have one month left of summer vacation, which is sobering. Where did summer go, man? But I'll be honest with you. I don't think a lot about school during the summer months, but I'm just starting to think about some things I want to try this year. I'm reading a really interesting book called Talk Like Ted, which takes the the most watched TED Talks and analyzes what those presenters do and how you can incorporate them into your presentations. And a big theme throughout the book is the essential nature of storytelling. Well, I'm determined to encourage my kids to use more stories to inform their classmates about ideas. In other words, don't be like the old Dragnet <laughs> series with Joe Friday, just the facts, ma'am. Elaborate, tell a story, draw the audience in, uh, get them rooting for the hero, get them rooting against the villain. I think that's the way you can really engage an audience, and I want my kids to get better at it. All right? So there's that. Now enter a fabulous middle school history teacher from the state of Pennsylvania. His name's Michael Brilly. He lives in Pottstown. And Michael and I became acquainted on Twitter, and he said, hey, I've got a really good platform that I started using with my kids, which empowers them to become digital storytellers. Well, that really interested me. Okay, so there's Michael Brilla, who I'm going to interview today on this show. Now, can anybody name this tune? Okay. <laughs> that, folks, is the fight song for one of the finest institutions of higher learning in the world. It's Northwestern out of Chicago. And I know that that's the fight song because it just happens to be the fight song at the school where I teach right now. Sorry, that was pretty nerdy. <laughs> but the wonderful folks at Northwestern University created a platform called Night Lab. And Night Lab empowers your kids to become amazing storytellers. Now, on this episode, Michael Brilla talks about two tools that are available on this pretty elaborate and diverse platform. It's creating timelines, and story maps, which which I just find fascinating, man. And so I don't know anything about Night Lab. I haven't used it yet. I'm going to take my work day here in about a month, and I'm going to get very familiar with it, and I'm definitely going to utilize it this, this fall. But Michael has utilized it, and I'm the student today. He's the teacher. I'm going to sit and listen to him. Now, please come over to the show notes today. I have some great links for you. And Northwestern University, thank you so much for creating this free platform, which empowers kids, helps them evolve as storytellers, as professionals, as communicators. Buckle up, man. This is an important episode. Hey, so get this, listener. My publisher contacts me and says, I love the way hacking engagement is selling. 
How about doing 50 more? (laughs) I was all over it like a cheap suit. So the name of the book is Hacking Engagement Again, 50 Teacher Tools That Will Make Students Love Your Class. And it's going to be available on Amazon's virtual shelves in the late summer of 2017. In the meantime, if you're looking for more teacher empowerment resources, as always, visit hacklearning.org. Now let's get back to the solutions part of the Hacking Engagement Podcast. So here we are in the Room 111 Summer Studios, which just happens to be my bedroom. <laughs> and I'm I'm not going to stay in my bedroom. I'm going to... That sounds terrible. I'm in my bedroom. I, I'm going to venture outside my bedroom. And I'm going to go due east. And I'm going to explain just how due east I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to Michael Brilla in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. Good morning. <laughs> Listen, man, <laughs> I, I went on... I went on the internet and I looked up Pottstown, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and I teach social studies, so I'm kind of a longitude and latitude geek. Oh, oh, yep. oh uh, you got You can hear you my gotta, dog. You got to explain what that was. That that was not you. What was that, that was not that was not me. That was my uh, my nine year old yellow lab uh, Jax, who's sitting out on my back porch with me. Excellent. Oh, you're outside. That's awesome. And yeah. you know what? That did sound a little bit like you. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like a human going, really? Spend enough time together, I guess, right? <laughs> so is he uh, chewing up your house? Uh, not anymore. Not anymore, but he was for, for, for sure. Is he peeing in your house? Uh, no, but we have, a, we have a little guy, a five-month-old, who, who just got past that one, too. So uh, another lab. So, yeah. What a drag. Yeah. Well, but they're worth it, man. They're exactly. It. Okay, now, I'm getting back to my story about longitude right. and latitude. So. Right. I looked up Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Great name for a town. That's a nice ring to it. It's about 40 miles uh, west of Philly, right? Yep, yep. You are almost exactly the same degrees north latitude that I am. Almost exactly. That's crazy. So you're at 40.24. I'm at 40.21. So if I walked east for a long time, I might end up in your yard. (laughs) A few weeks, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a few weeks. And then... um, I think I saw in a message, are you going to a Phillies game tonight? Oh, I, I was actually just in, in uh, New York yesterday to watch the Phillies and the Mets play. Oh, man, took you were in New York, the, man. Yeah, to City Field for the first time. Did you win? Uh, well, we were there for the they, – they played a doubleheader. We, we stayed for the beginning, and we, they lost the first game. And then my boys are young. I have a, a five-year-old and a, a eight-year-old, That's so we didn't stay haul. for the second. Nah, hey. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the very first baseball game I went to was in 1968. I went to see the Cincinnati Reds play the Pittsburgh Pirates at Forbes Field in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. It was. It was. And, you know, I, the, the Pirates won. I, was mm-hmm. in a, I grew up in a part of eastern Ohio that was kind of a dividing line between Pittsburgh fans and mm-hmm. Cincinnati and Cleveland fans. So I didn't really care who won. But, right. Uh, my, my brother was a big Pirates fan, and my dad was a big Reds fan, and so I just <laughs> I sat and watched, and that, that was good memories. That, those are the memories. Yeah. Those are the memories you created yesterday, sir. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that. It's pretty neat to see. My my little guy got a a, a Mets um, Sunday, a, a Sunday in a Mets bowl. So he he asked my wife to please write "boo" next to the Mets. I was gonna say so he can he can boo the Mets. He says it all the time. That's so. a pretty big rivalry, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it is for for two teams that never seem to be good around the same time. Yeah, it's a it's a big rivalry. People out east they like their major league baseball. Darn right. 
All right, my man. Listen, I, I think I enjoyed being a student more <laughs> than I enjoyed being a, a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I yeah. love being a teacher. <laughs> and, and, and I think what it was was it was just so so nice to just to just be exposed to things. So today I get to listen and learn. I mean, a lot of times I'll come on this podcast and I'm promoting like Pure Grade or Pear Deck or something like that. Mm-hmm. But today I'm going to have a chance to learn from a guest. So Michael Brilla, you're a, a teacher from Pottstown, PA, right. and you're going to enlighten me and my audience about a platform called Night Lab. Right. I'm all about experimenting with new platforms. I'm totally <laughs> looking forward to this conversation. But before we dig into it, Michael, tell me where you teach, how long you've been doing it, what level, and why you got into this gig. Lay it on. Uh, well, I teach um, eighth grade American history. Uh, and it's called Owen J. Roberts Middle School, uh-huh. Northern Chester County in, in Pennsylvania. Now, who was um, that? Who was Owen J. Uh, Roberts? He was a, a justice of the Supreme Court. And he, he donated a, a good number of a good amount of money and land to, to our school district. Okay, so when? Because I don't I don't recognize that name. So he was during he was he was actually on the court with uh, when FDR was in, in office, and he was instrumental right? in yeah a few a few uh, he was a swing vote. Oh Roberts, okay yes yeah. yes yes Roberts, yeah. I got it man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely I, I remember that name. Yeah. See, so he's so, from your he's from uh, Eastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, he grew up in Germantown, right outside of Philly, and okay, then beautiful. he moved out this way, I guess, later in life. So, wow, yep, pretty good. Okay, so yep. that's where you teach. Mm-hmm. How long you been doing it? Uh, this is I, my I'll be entering my fourteenth, fifteenth year, I think it is. I can't even remember anymore. It all runs together all since right. two thousand and four. So whatever that would put me. So, so your mid career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, why'd you get into teaching? <laughs> Um, I would love to say because, you know, to, to reach the future generations, but I'll be honest, it started, um, I was a wrestler in high school and I was never better, much better than average, but I loved the sport uh-huh. and I wanted, I wanted to continue somehow. So I figured the best way to do that would be to coach and teach. Uh-huh. Uh, and I fell in love with coaching and, and then, you know, a lot of the same principles I use in coaching are in the classroom and I absolutely love my job. So Excellent. I'm very Excellent. lucky. Excellent. And I, and I have to tell you something that'll please you. I'm 57 years old, mm-hmm. and before I recorded this episode, I ran the, the local obstacle course. <laughs> so I did a lot of body weight stuff, right? which is what I always admired about wrestlers, man. They can pull their body weight around. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I respect that. I hear some birds in the background. Michael's outside. That's adding so much. We got, <laughs> we got wildlife. We got dogs. We got, <laughs> we got birds. It's awesome. Try and bring nature into it a little bit, I guess. That's right. So what's Night Lab? What is it? Tell me. So it's it's a, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, it's like a, a cohort who, who their whole goal is to do better digital storytelling. Um, uh-huh. It's out of Northwestern University. Right. Uh, and I, I literally, I found it by mistake um, after uh, listening to one of your, your other podcast episodes. Okay, uh, now wait a minute. I, I haven't talked about Night Lab, so you're going to take us on the uh, scavenger hunt here. Why, why did one of my podcasts <laughs> inspire that? So I, I, I can't remember. I think you had talked about uh, the Read, Write, Think timeline app. Yeah. And, yeah. and using it on Google Chromebooks. And I had, I had iPads in my classroom for years. And um, we would use the Read, Write, Think, the app. But uh, they were only saved locally. No kidding. Yeah, and, and you know, I have... 140 students and so five different kids would share an ipad and they were always 
seemed to be if you couldn't finish it on time, you're no fighting kidding. over major yeah, problem. So, major problem. Right, I, yeah. So I needed to find. So I, I literally Googled um, free timeline generators, uh-huh. <laughs> and some. I, I think it was like the third or fourth page. I found this Night Lab. It used. Um, so they have Night Lab has a couple different things you can use, and I use the timeline first, and it, they use a Google Sheet to create your timeline. So it was Perfect. able to. The kids could work on it, you know, across time and space, really. That's perfect because I, you know, like as much as I like the read-write-think timeline, uh, the kids got pretty tired of the saving aspect, the sharing mm-hmm. aspect. And so I've been looking for something else. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And and I'll tell you, the other thing that's really cool about this, and again, I can't, I think it's another one of your episodes, you're talking about curation and um the cool thing about the the night lab timeline, you can put a whole bunch of different media files into it. Oh yeah. So it's not just pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's sound video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maps, maps for, so, you know, like history geeks, social studies geeks like us, like you <laughs> can put, use Google maps and bed the maps in there. And it's, it's really neat to see. Perfect. So, uh, big question, mm-hmm. you know, this, I, I bet you're like me in this regard. You know, I, I want to take an app and be able to figure it out kind of quickly or take a platform, kind of be, kind of figure it out, master it pretty quickly, because if I can't master it pretty quickly, the kids are going to struggle. Right. So how do you get access to it? And mm-hmm. then is it hard to learn? So it's all web-based, and you just go you know, through the, the Night Lab website. Sure, um, and, and, and I'll definitely put a link on my show notes. Perfect, yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, I just Google Night Every time I use it, I Google Night Lab, and it'll come up. Uh-huh. Um, and then for the timeline, you just you simply you use a pre-made Google Sheet that they have. Right. Um, and and now I'm 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 one of those people who I, I like to try new tech all the time as well. So right, right. It was it was easier for me, uh, just because I'm used to taking those risks and trying. Um, I was able to convince a few of my colleagues to, to use it too, and it took a little bit more time um, for them to get used to it. The, the Google Sheet, when you first see it, is a little overwhelming. The number. <laughs> columns you can use and, and, and teachers uh, are pretty easily overwhelmed <laughs> oh absolutely meltdown mode that's right my man Let's keep going but they have um there's a, a video on the site they, they walk you oh, through thank goodness hey, I, I gotta tell you something I, I gotta stop you right there because i had to figure out how to fix a a faucet the other day I go right to YouTube. Exactly. There, there's like seven videos telling me exactly how to do it. I did it. Mm-hmm. I watched a two-minute video, and everything, every question I had was answered. Mm-hmm. So there's tutorial videos that go along with Night Lab. Yeah. And you've used and that, them. Yeah. Yeah, I looked. At, I watched theirs, and then I you – know, even just YouTubing it, the same thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, super simple. It's just a, it's just a matter of filling out a, a – you know, data, data entry is what I told the kids. Uh-huh. And that's it. And then Night Lab, once you, once you enter everything into your Google Sheet, um, simple publish a sheet, and you copy and paste the, the address to your Google Sheet into Night Lab site, and they create the timeline for you. That's perfect, Michael. I, I'm, I'm going to use that pronto when school starts. And, you know, you're talking to an Ohio guy. We start school, like, mid-August. <laughs> yeah, so, right so, around the corner. <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> no kidding, my man. All right, so timelines. Right. What else? Uh, the other one. Now they have another, a, a whole bunch of a host of apps you can use. But I've also used the Story Map. Okay. Uh, which I thought was really neat to see. Describe that. 
Uh, so basically, uh, the students can, instead of embedding into a timeline feature, it's, it's a map. Um, and I had, uh, what I did with my kids this year is we talked about the Civil War at the end of eighth grade. Right. And it's one of those things where I, I'm, a, I'm a Civil War junkie. I can't get enough. Um, not all the students are that way. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> so, uh, and you're not far from Gettysburg, right? No, absolutely. We take a trip every year to Gettysburg. It's, pheno- it's, it's phenomenal. Have you ever seen the Office episode where they go to Gettysburg? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely have. And maybe, I've had students reenact that one. A maybe you years should ago. show that episode before you take your next trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a classic. Okay, so, so tell me – all right. I love this idea of like a story map. Right. So what would be the prompts you'd give kids for the story map? So so what I did for my last one um, is I had them create digital storytelling videos about a, a battle, a significant battle they chose. Right. Or some, some students, because we were doing Gettysburg, they got so into Gettysburg, they actually took different parts of the battle. Mm-hmm. And like, you know. For instance, uh, Pickett's Charge. They did a video about Pickett's Charge or what happened, the fighting on Little Round Top. Um, and you can visually see where the things took place, where the different events took place. Uh, so what they would do is they would title on a map. You have a little tag. Um, and then they would title the tag, you know, Pickett's Charge with the date. And then they could embed their video that they created and then uploaded to YouTube right there. Okay. Okay. Now, um, how do you create these i guess they would be points along the map mm-hmm. absolutely do you use google maps to do that or do you uh they have upload a map apps. okay they have their they have through night lab in their story map uh app web app i guess sure. it is they have they have a map and you just it, it it almost is it's like using google map you just search in like gettysburg or you put in whatever point you're looking for right um you can use latitude and longitude as well if you want to be more specific you can use <laughs> gps coordinates uh, yeah, but, some people are saying like, "Wow, we've talked about latitude and longitude a lot in this episode." Yeah, <laughs> yeah my my kids' heads would spin if I asked them to do the latitude and longitude yeah, again. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's that's really cool, man. That's really cool. So, um, timelines, uh, mm-hmm. story maps. Yeah. Anything else? Um, there's a few other. They're the only two that I played around with, just sure. because I think they're you know my my they're power they're, they're powerful enough and. You know, one of the things that we try and get our kids to see is how history unfolded over time and how geography interacts with with history. So those two things are they're they're awesome. Perfect. Now let me ask you this: let's 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 try to. I mean, we're adults. Mm-hmm. It's not easy for us to do. <laughs> but put yourself in the perspective of your students if you're able. Well, I guess you you could just talk about what you observed. What did you see when these kids were working on this? Um. So I. The the first time I, I did it, I kind of threw the timeline at them, like jumped in whole hog, like let's go. Right. Uh, and I asked them to, to use a, a different, a number of different events, and different media types, and where I thought it was going to be really neat that they had, you know, SoundCloud songs and YouTube videos and pictures and all the different. It got a little overwhelming for the kids. Okay. Yeah. So at, at first, it, it, you know, it was it was frustrating for some of them just because there were so many different things they could do. Uh, but once I kind of switched and had them do the digital storytelling first, where they created the media they were going to put into these timelines or into these, these story maps, um, that's where it got really cool uh, because most of their time then was spent creating these digital storytelling projects. Um, and they're, 
the the discussions or sometimes arguments over what pictures to use, right. what phrasing. Mm-hmm. It was it's phenomenal to see. Did you have uh, them work in in small groups or individually? Yeah, so I had them work. What I did is, I, again, off of your show, the, the one digital storytelling uh-huh. uh, where you would screencastify, but we used we have the iPads, so we used the iPad screen recorder. So they worked in groups of, you know, they could work individually if they chose, but most worked in up to groups of three or four students. Right. And then they, they selected their event or their battle, um, and they had to create the one to two minute digital storytelling project. And I put the put the same thing out there with capping the number of words and then trying to be selective yeah, the images right, you use. Right, right. So, did, did you have specific roles for kids? Like it was one kid, maybe a researcher, one kid, maybe on air talent, uh, <laughs> one kid, maybe uh, the production, I don't know, executive. Did, did you do any of that? Yeah. So when it, when it came time for recording, I did, okay. I, I told him like, you had to have one person who like exactly what I, I told him. You, you, you're the, um, the narrator. Right. So you had one person, and I said, you might want to do two, depending on how it is. And then I said, as silly as it sounds, you need a photographer. And even though you're not, uh-huh. you're not, you know, you're screen recording, you need somebody who's going to hit that go. <laughs> so oh, it's one less awesome. thing to think about. And I said, your job then is to make sure, you know, you're advancing the slides and, and uh, almost like a director, if you will. I would really, I don't know if this is kosher or not. Uh, is there any way that you could show us an example? On the oh, show yeah. Notes? Absolutely, yeah. I have um, I have two different. I have a timeline that that some of my yeah. kids did last year, and and then I also have a uh, the the different Civil War battle apps. I can certainly send them over to you. Sure. I mean, if you're curious, go to my show notes and check this out. Definitely. And um, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. What feedback did you hear from the kids? What what did they say to you afterwards? Because I mean, kids shoot you straight, man. You walk in uh, with a pretty freaky outfit on, they'll point it out to you. <laughs> yeah, they like to make fun of my ties. All the time. <laughs> yeah, so like. Uh, I mean, you, you get the unvarnished truth from kids, which is refreshing <laughs> and sometimes painful. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so what did you hear it, from them? Um, most of the feedback was on the, the, the video and the, the creating the digital storytelling videos, and, and they, they loved it. Um, they loved the freedom uh-huh. that they had. Uh, some kids were frustrated. Some of the kids, you know, I got to just tell imagine me what you that. want. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. Some kids <laughs> being frustrated by a prompt. Just, Tell me what pictures you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, most of them, they really enjoyed having the ability, the freedom and the ability to be, to, to, to be creative. They, they struggled with the word limit too. Mm-hmm. Um, but once, once they kind of got past that, once they realized it's more about what they say, not what I read, right. they had a lot of fun with it. Well, um, let, me, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Did they see the value in it when they were observing other students' uh, productions? Uh, Oh, absolutely. Because, absolutely. I, mean, I mean, you've been in a situation, you probably assign things where the kids do presentations and it just gets really boring. Right. Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, sitting and watching the same presentation. <laughs> that's, uh, that's beautiful, man. It's, that's beautiful. It's torturous. Now, okay, I imagine there's some teachers. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily not one of them that's kind of like going, wow, this sounds like a lot to learn. I want to do it, but it sounds hard to master. Give them some encouragement. Uh, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's really simple. It's especially with the timeline. It's as easy as using a Google sheet. Uh-huh. Um, and if you could use that Google sheet or not. And, and I'll and, be honest, it's so most of what you, you have the students doing, they, they figure it out on their own. And, you know, they've <laughs> showed me a whole lot of different things we can do with it. 
Isn't that the way it is, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael, this is so interesting. I'm 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 gonna be into this. I'm not gonna do it now. I'm gonna wait a couple weeks because the idea of looking at a platform right now <laughs> just doesn't do it too nice. Me. That, yeah, <laughs> but I'm, be a fool instead. Right I mean, now. I mean, anybody who's listening to this, I'm not being a good uh, role model here. It's just <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like not in school mode. But I, but I guarantee you, like I have this work day. Right. And, and you know, when I've been, you've been teaching as long as I have, it's like, a, 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 I kind of got this job down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to take my work day and I'm going to master this uh, platform. Oh, that's, yeah. Good. And, and, and I might have to ask you some questions, but I, I'm going to challenge my audience to do the same, man. More, more than welcome to. Yeah. And, and we'll have some great links on the show notes. And Michael, I'll tell you something. You, I, I contacted you to get you on the show, mm-hmm. and it was, I don't know, 10.30, and we were going at 11, <laughs> and so you text me back, uh, give me 10 minutes to put away my my lawn equipment. Yeah. And you guys are about nine hours from us driving, nine right. hours due east. So right. you have our weather, like nine or 10 hours in the future. Right. And I just looked out. It's still hot and sunny right now, but the clouds are coming in and the rain's coming in. Yeah. So I, I predict about three o'clock in the morning you're going to get some showers. But I got to get on the lawn, man. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, you've been you've been fantastic. Your kids are lucky to have you. I can tell right now you got a great personality. Oh, and, thank uh, you. And uh, this is really cool. I'm glad I'm glad you came on because I'm on it, man. I, 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 I need more of this timeline, digital storytelling. I love it. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the, the kind words. No problem, sir. Keep up the good work. Thank you. So here we are at the What You Can Do Tomorrow section. Obviously, job one is to become familiar with NightLab, the platform. And I have to confess, I haven't done this yet. It's something I'm going to do in the very near future. I am absolutely going to use this platform a lot this fall. And People who have listened to this episode, they might think, well, that's kind of something for history class or that's kind of something for English class. And it is. One of the greatest things about creating timelines like Michael was talking about is it places things in context. And sometimes as educators, we assume that students know what took place when and and the sequence of events. And that's not necessarily the case. I was horrified. Uh, one time recently when my kids and I were just talking casually and I asked them how many could place World War II in the right decade. And these were not kids that were unaware. I mean, they were good students. And a lot of them were like, ah, 1950s, 1960s. I mean, <laughs> I was like, really? So we make assumptions a lot of times that, that students understand context and sequence and where things go. And a lot of times they don't. And we talk about something that undermines understanding. So... Here's what I'm thinking. This doesn't have to be like a a social studies thing or a a language arts thing. Here are some ideas for other classes. How about creating a timeline for the scientific process? Or, Or how about creating a timeline for solving a word problem in mathematics? Or a timeline for the ingredients of a recipe or creating an art project, or doing a shop uh, project, the the stages of development. I love this. 
So a timeline just doesn't have to be for history or for language arts. So I'm thinking create a prompt where students are required to demonstrate steps in a process with a timeline. And then the next challenge is have them create a story for each one of those steps. And then people, in comes Night Lab, have them create this wonderful timeline utilizing Night Lab. Hey, this really excites me. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck this fall engaging your kids. Show notes for this episode can be found at jamesallensternivant.com. If you enjoy hacking engagement, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.